Hello and welcome to RPO Extra, the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra podcast. RPO Extra as a series gives you, its listener, an insight into the workings of one of the most accomplished orchestras anywhere in the world. In this edition, we have something special, an insight into the mind and plans of the man who will be helping to shape the orchestra's journey into the future beyond this, its 75th year. As you're about to hear, the RPO's music director-designate has very clear views on how he plans to do things from 2021. Maybe we have to create some kind of safe place with a safe environment for the future for all performing arts. When people will feel as safe as it is possible uh, to be in the place without any danger of contracting a virus. Or how we will still perform for the live audience. To me, this is a tough and difficult discussion about the future, but we have to find a solution. So welcome to our feature edition with Vasily Petrenko. Vasily Petrenko was born in Leningrad in Russia in 1976. He first worked with the RPO in 2016, and so successful was the relationship which developed. A couple of years later, the RPO confirmed him as its musical director for an initial five years, starting with the 2021-2022 season. Now living in the UK on the Wirral, I spoke to Vasily at home a couple of weeks ago and asked him how having a British base suits him and his family. Uh, it is different life from the Soviet Union where I grew up. Uh, it is quite a different mentality and uh, so far we were enjoying to be here. Obviously we were needed to adopt a little bit, <laughs> as we always do, but uh, we are very comfortable here. Apart from what's happening now with all the virus, but that happens around the world. I, I believe you've actually taken on British citizenship. We can call you a Brit now. So why, why did you do that? Uh, by several reasons. You know, my profession, again, before this year, requires a lot of traveling. And obviously, with Russian passport, it's a bit more difficult because you need a visa for every single country or for most of the countries. With mm. British passport, it's, it's much easier to travel. And for me, that was one of the reasons, practical reasons. But uh, also, as it is legal between those two countries to have dual citizenship, which is not the case with many other countries, uh, it's always good to have more citizenships and more passports. It also allows us to participate in the social life here more, uh, allows us to be part of elections, and uh, allows us to at least express our opinions as a citizens. Now, you've been living in the Wirral recently, and I, I understand that you were declared an honorary scouser a few years ago. When you become the musical director for the RPO next year, will you become an honorary Cockney at the same time as well? Uh, I don't mind if there's uh, the honorary Cockney committee who can give such awards. <laughs> I'll be more than happy to receive them. I just haven't yet discovered who are the president of the great Cockney committee in London. Every time I talk to somebody at the RPO, they keep saying how excited they are at having you joining them. How do you feel joining the RPO at such an important time for the orchestra in its 75th year? It is great feeling, a lot of anticipations, even after this challenge which all the humanity facing at the moment. Uh, there's a lot of will 
to work a lot of will to improve. And I hope that after all this virus story is over, even in a difficult economic time, there will be a lot of hunger for a culture in a society. And uh, I'm very much looking forward to work together with the orchestra to give for, uh, for the society, for the people, for our public, all what they were missing by then in uh, those days. What is your opinion of the RPO and, and, and the sound that it makes? How do you feel about how the RPO makes its music? Uh, it's a great orchestra, again, with a huge potential, with a lot of uh, young players who are eager to develop, who are eager to bring the music forward. It doesn't mean that they are not at the highest quality right now, but to me, uh, every day it's a road of perfection. So to me, the next day always needs to be better than the previous day for for myself, for my own quality. And I'm very glad that a lot of musicians are sharing the same ideas, they're sharing the way that each one individually and collectively need to improve day by day, and that this road to improvement is endless. As the musical director of the RPO, as you, as you will be, um, what are you hoping to bring? What are you planning to bring to the orchestra, perhaps in the way that it sounds, when you become its musical director? Uh, we will see, the time will show. My credo always was to find the exact sound and exact tradition of playing certain music of the certain composers. So, for instance, to play Beethoven in the sound world of Beethoven and Tchaikovsky in the sound world of Tchaikovsky. So versatility in approach to different music, versatility in repertoire, and also the idea how to make each program interesting, not just to repeat the same blockbusters. So for me, it's a programming, programming way. It's also the way how to explore all the great uh, London halls. London has not a single ideal hall. So to me, uh, Royal Albert Hall is for the big pieces like Mahler Symphonies, which we plan to do in the next season. Uh, Royal Festival Hall is for, let's say, late romantic and main core repertoire of the classical music. And then Cadogan Hall for the Beethoven for something rather smaller because of its size. So how to explore all the different abilities of three halls in London, that also will be a challenge for me. That's fascinating. So you're, in a sense, going to be using the venues for your music almost as instruments of the orchestra itself. I think the venues are always instrumental to any concert. I mean, you can't uh, perform music without being affected by the venue. And this is actually a very good topic for the future, what we have to, what we have to do, how we have to think about the future of classical music. Maybe we have to create some kind of safe place with a safe environment for the future for all performing arts. When people will feel, not 100%, but as safe as it is possible uh, to be in the place without any danger of contracting a virus, for instance. Or how we will still perform for the live audience, because uh, all online translations, all the broadcasts, they cannot replace. The audience always play the vital role in any performance. And to me, this is a tough and difficult discussion about the future, but we have to find a solution. From what you say, Vasily, about the blockbusters and not just churning the blockbusters out time after time after time, it sounds as though you're going to challenge the orchestra and stretch the audiences as well. There's There's been a lot of work done looking at how the public consumes orchestral as opposed to classical music. So film music, computer game music, even the reimagining of music from um, former musicians like Elvis Presley or Aretha Franklin or Karen Carpenter. How far does an orchestra have to move 
move with the times to stay relevant I, to its audience? Uh, I, th I think the orchestra should be able to play all sort of music from the contemporary music, uh, because even contemporary music, it's so different. The music which composers are writing now divides into so many categories, in, into so many styles. There's this very, very sophisticated contemporary music written by some composers. Mm. Then there's a more melodic music which, which is written for the films or for computer games. There's a music for purpose. There's a music which is a collaboration with some rock or pop genres. So to me, we have to go as far as we can with all the challenges and with all discoveries. Music is a discovery. To me, it is constant discovery of the new pieces and rediscovery of something in the old pieces of music. I think this is one of the beauties of the classical music. You will never hear the same performance twice. There always will be something different. And also the classical music, as it is now, it's constantly creating. It's constantly alive and refreshing itself. So to us to do this modern premieres alongside with some of the probably collaborations with the jazz and pop musicians and also main core repertoire, I think it's essential. We need to bring all the wide range, all the wide range of the musical diets to the people. That's fascinating because the RPO has just released a new recording of the Goosen's scoring of Handel's Messiah, 60 years after it first recorded it. Would you like to see the RPO doing more work with choral groups in the future, maybe under your baton? Uh, well, I started as a choir conductor early days, uh, and I studied actually as a choir conductor in my childhood. So to me, it's very natural to 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 do things with the choir here in Liverpool with Royal Liverpool Philharmonic Choir. Over the years, we did so many things, but it's uh, it's the only choir in Liverpool. Rather than in London, there's many choirs, and around London, there's many choirs, and I'm very much looking forward to collaborate with all of them. Now. With the difficulties that we've got at the moment, we also have opportunities too, because the orchestra is going to be moving its home uh, in the course of the next few months. There are, of course, big changes going on uh, within the, the orchestra in terms of the ease with which people can get together to make music. Once that has all settled down, what do you see as being the priorities for the RPO as it moves forward beyond its 75th year? Uh to us, the priority, I think for all of us, for all the performing arts, the priority will be to bring people back to, to the performance venues without fear. To bring people back and let them as much culture as we can. Uh, and to unite the people in this movement forward. The next years, it will be difficult economically for everyone in the world, because the world, apart from the virus, is also in a quite deep economic crisis. And with each day of quarantine, this crisis goes further and further. There will be changes in post-virus world. And our goal will be to make a culture as important as it was before, or probably even more important. The Royal Philharmonic Orchestra is run by committee. Many of those committee members are players themselves. Many of them in turn are young players. How important is it for orchestras to bring new talent into themselves where they can then learn from others alongside them in the same desks? Or should orchestras only audition for the best and pick from whoever comes along? In other words, perhaps from, from international orchestras picking only the best? I think every orchestra, in, in interest of every orchestra, is to bring the best players to themselves. Uh, however, this is a, I think this is a mutual process. It's not just 
you're picking up some talented young individual and then everybody educate him or her. It's also the other way around. The new people, the new talents can bring the new fresh ideas, the new approach. And uh, for me, it is very important that this is a pool of people with everyone trying to make an attempt and creative attempt to improve the general and collective quality. And finally, Vasily, I, I can't let a man who lives in Liverpool and is a football fan go uh, without a final question. Should Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool be confirmed as Premiership champions this season as it now stands? I'm pretty sure they should. As, uh, I think it will happen uh, in the next several weeks in many different sports when if there's a very large gap between the front runner and the rest of the crowd in the championships and the cups, that they will be declared the champions. I think they deserved it. That's a very serious and considered answer, and it comes from one who is very clearly a fan. Vasily, it's lovely to talk to you. Thank you for giving me your time. The orchestra is beside itself with excitement to have you at the controls in the future. Uh, it will be lovely to talk to you again in the future. Thank you. Absolutely, will do. Thank you very much. The remarkable Vasily Petrenko, music director designate of the RPO for now and raring to get started in post as of next year. The feeling is mutual. That's all for this special edition of RPO Extra, the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra podcast. In a fortnight's time, I'll be back with the next edition of RPO Extra. Then you'll be hearing from the orchestra's co-principal cellist, Jonathan Ayling, as he embarks from home on preparations for a new and very personal performance. We'll also be taking a look at how the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra has found new ways to reach its audience through social media, quite literally, RPO at home. In this episode, you heard part of the RPO's new album, Messiah Refreshed, which has just been released, Dvorak's Slavonic Dance No. 8, the overture to Mozart's Marriage of Figaro, and Liszt's Hungarian Rhapsody No. 2. For all the latest information about the work of the orchestra, both on and off stage, just go to the website, www.rpo.co.uk. But until next time, take care, and thanks for listening.